Hello, and welcome back to Tells. Hello, Andrew Neewee. Hi. How are you doing? Uh, I'm pretty good. It's good to be uh, here in the closet with you. Nothing's changed. Nothing. Same closet. Same, um, same one microphone. Same one microphone. And we bring you a Tells reboot. So it's just a one-off? We're not officially back? Nope. We're not officially back. You're going to get a lot of people's hopes up, including mine. I hope you can deal with that. We... Got a couple of requests to do a uh, current times episode. We've gotten a lot of requests. There's a lot of people that are demanding this content. We're home because of reasons the whole world knows. Mm-hmm. We're going to do an episode of Tells. Do we have anything to talk about? Do we? I don't know. <laughs> do we have something to talk about? Well, the world is gripped or in the clutches of the virus. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's so many ways and everybody knows something everybody's talking about it so this is a place where we'll not be talking about the COVID-19 virus so if that's what you've come for you can just stop listening now seems very unlikely yeah because who are we we don't have expert knowledge on the subject well they know I'm pretty smart but (laughs) okay um do they know I'm smarter than you (laughs) I'm sure that they know that too. Yeah, they probably do. They've heard, they've heard they've heard 100 episodes before this to figure it out. Yeah, so here we are in the closet. What would you? What is on your mind, Andrew Nimi? Well, I'm curious to know how your uh, uh, quarantine life is. How you're how you're dealing with it. Uh, how different is it for you personally from your regular life? And most importantly, how sick of me are you? Well, that's a multi-question question. Mm-hmm. I mean. My life hasn't changed too dramatically mm-hmm. because I am I was home a lot before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't go out and see friends on the weekend, which is unfortunate. That part of it, like the social aspect of my life, I miss a lot. I mean, I still get up and work at four o'clock every morning, so that hasn't changed too much either. And I'm surprisingly not sick of Andrew yet. Which why, is is, that, why is that surprising? Well, because you were traveling so much, right? Mm, you mm. were going to all the mugs and I was just living the life of a single, single girl. Really? What was going on in here, in this apartment <laughs> when I was away? Cooking for myself, <laughs> dance parties, mm-hmm. you know, um, and now you're home 24-7. But because my schedule hasn't changed so much and you've been doing your poker playing, streaming, mm-hmm. Our life is really not that different. You know, I mean, the circumstances, of course, are different. The reason that you want to be home even more are different. And I mean, I remember when we first found out that there were coronavirus cases in the U.S. I was like, oh, this is wonderful. All the scared people are going to just stay home and I'm going to go out and be able to do all the things that I want to do (laughs) with no crowds. Because, you know, everyone's naive and you think, I'm young, so I just get to do whatever I want. And then quickly learned that that's not the case. Uh, my friend and I had planned planned trips and everything. Yeah, that got shut down pretty quickly. Not going to happen. So, But yeah, I'm good. I'm very glad and in appreciation for my meditation practice, which, you know, was a little bit wonky. Sometimes it's 
hard. Uh, there's a book called Meditation for the Love of It. And for anybody who's curious about meditation, that book is amazing because it's so freeing about what meditation should or shouldn't be. There's no like, there aren't really any shoulds, right? So it's just this book about these are the millions of ways you can meditate mm -hmm. and there's no one way and you don't have to do it a certain way. And she tells you that, yeah, there'll be times in your practice where you will have challenge. And the first two months of the year were pretty challenging with my practice. And then for some reason in March, it just sort of clicked and I found that joy again in my meditation practice. And then this came. And I'm very grateful for the ability to, you know, go inside, be peaceful within myself, even with everything that's going on. Sounds like it's pretty uh, balanced mindset that you got going on. Pretty, pretty centered, not panicking, not going stir crazy and not angry at me. All of which sounds good. <laughs> I mean, what is the panic going to achieve? Well, you said you were watching some, uh, some things on YouTube here and there and uh, raising those stress levels each time you do. Oh, yes. The hill. I don't know why I got recommended a video from The Hill, but I did. The Hill is an... It's an independent... Is it bipartisan? Is that what they call it when there's two people from different sites? I think that's... Yeah, I think that's, that's what the they idea. go for. I don't know how how exactly balanced it is, but yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's all... it's. A, I mean, it is what it is, right? The news wants to elicit a response so that they can keep you coming back because that response or that change state that you get from watching something or listening to something creates a loop in your brain and then you kind of want to go back for more right mm -hmm. so i give myself strict time limits to read about any of the news to listen to anything just spend the time actually talking to people that i know um, and find out what their experience is i think that's a much more realistic or le less nerve-wracking way to go about it mm-hmm what do you think? About what? Like watching the news versus talking to people that you know mm -hmm. about their experience around being quarantined, you know, with their kids. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to like watch the news and follow the stats and stuff to, to just be aware of like, I guess, industry specific type things and what's going to happen with, uh, I guess, the markets as well as with like the WSOP and stuff. So it's still like very much a question of is the WSOP going to happen this year? Is it going to happen on schedule? Is it going to be a full schedule? Which at this point just seems like so impossible. Unlikely. That's. Yeah. I think that's why I just have written off most things happening on schedule for the remainder of 2020. Mm -hmm. You know, so that takes a lot of pressure off. Because if you just operate on the premise that it's not going to happen, then you free your mind to look for other alternatives or solutions or what you could fill your time with. I think that, you know, sometimes if we look at the stats too much or listen to too much of the news, then people just become a stat. And then it's not as real, you know, mm -hmm. what people are actually experiencing. And yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. We're going to see about this WSOP thing. Uh, it seems like even if they did go somehow magically be able to go at the scheduled time, it seems like the numbers would be way down as far as entries and participants. I wonder if it's even worth it 
for the WSOP to go with such depressed numbers. What an adjective, depressed numbers. Yeah, in, in, a, in a deep depression. <laughs> Economic, deep, okay, I eternal don't think depression. People came here to listen to you oh. talk about depression okay. and depressed My bad. numbers because there's an abundance of that out <laughs> in the world. Abundance. All right, let's talk about the good news. You're not sick of me. No, but wait, before we talk about that, WSOP. So do they make money based on the number of participants? Like those prize those prize pools, are yeah. they determined by the number of people that come, obviously, right? Yeah, they take rake. Okay, so their revenue would be a lot less if they decided to go ahead with it. Mm-hmm. Do you think there would be less charging cord people? <laughs> less, less people selling phone chargers in the hallways? Yes. Never. <laughs> It'd be the same amount of phone chargers <laughs> yes. attempted to be sold, even though the numbers were halved. More phone chargers per capita <laughs> than ever. So you can get four phone chargers instead of one. Maybe their prices will come down a little bit mm. since the demand is less. Do you think the like the pitching, mm-hmm. the pitching will increase? Oh yeah, it's gonna be incredibly cutthroat out there. Mm. You can base your decision on that whether you're coming to the WSOP if it happens on whether you, can... you want to be sold. One phone charger or four in, what is it? It takes like two minutes to walk from one room to the other, right? Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe it'll get rescheduled and then maybe things will be a lot better like later on in the fall or something. Who knows? But what does that look like? I think that would still result in lower numbers Mm -hmm. because the reason, I mean, WSOP is during school holidays, right? Mm. If kids go back to school, start, because they start the new school year in the fall Mm -hmm. and you have WSOP in the fall. Yeah, it's a disaster. So WSOP should just shadow its doors, cancel everything. Yeah, I don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see, you know, because they're waiting along with the rest of the country to see how long these uh, these quarantines and stuff are, are recommended, suggested, or enforced, or who knows what. So we're just going to see, but we're going to be hiding out in the closet until then. <laughs> I don't really like the word quarantine. Sounds too scary. It's not about scary. I think it's a lot of how we end up experiencing life is how we define it and like the the words that you use right Mm -hmm. like social isolation Mm -hmm. i'm not isolated i have a 160 pound person like (laughs) constantly following me around all day so i haven't weighed myself in a long time how much do you think you weigh since your your app challenge Mm. and when you're really skinny yeah probably like 150 56 is my guess. Oh, so I was like beefing you up with those extra those pounds. Four pounds, yeah. Mm. And nobody need those pounds. <laughs> Actually, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, you need to be like 170, 180. When did we stop this podcast? Last year. At the at what point? Wait, let's look. Don't you follow tells on Yeah. Podcast? September twenty third was the last podcast. Really? Published date. Is that true? Episode 100. There it is. Yeah, you're right. So uh, that ab challenge, that happened. (laughs) (laughs) The people have been waiting all these months to find out how that went. (laughs) Sir, I'm sorry, but you have a 30,000 plus Instagram follower count. Yeah. You have 130,000 plus YouTube. Yeah. You could have shared your ab news 
on either of those platforms, you did not need the Tells podcast. This is a Tells specific topic. No, it is not. The is people, it? I guess so. We left them hanging. Your fault. Shameful. Anyway, it went pretty well. I give the results like a 7.9 out of 10. 7.9, huh? Something like that. Why? Because the way you felt as well as the way you looked or just the way uh, you just looked? Just the way I looked, yeah. Mm. So got some abs going. Uh, lost a lot of the, uh, the belly fat that was there. Not all of it, though. Could have Could have shaved a little bit extra off, but no one wants to live like that or very few people. <laughs> and I don't know how the hell they do. So, like, yeah, I was going to the gym to recap. Came back from Chicago, uh, like, in August for a meetup game out there. And I was at, like, 160. And so I said, all right, I want to get abs one time before my 40th birthday in January. Hmm. So went down from 160 pounds to the low point was, like, 146, I think. So I lost 14 pounds. And uh, I'm already a pretty slim dude. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was about as slim as I was possibly willing to get. And... um it's also like, huh? Yeah, it's like impossible to uh, build any muscle at that, at like that caloric intake, or lack thereof. So anyway, yeah, I found it pretty miserable generally, but <laughs> um, I think I did okay with it. Yeah, I do not approve of any male above that age being 146 <laughs> pounds. Just, um, just I'm, so we're clear also, for future endeavors. I'm five foot ten. I think a lot of people assume I'm like over six feet tall just based on the videos and the angle of the camera for whatever reason. So you shoot up so that you can look taller? Is that I guess so. Compared to other people, maybe, or something. I don't know. They just assume I'm taller. And then when they see me in person, they're always like, you're a lot smaller than I thought. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, I mean, had some abs since I've been in quarantine. No, do not blame the quarantine. <laughs> They've all you... disappeared. <laughs> you... When did you abandon ab life? Uh, pretty much like around Christmas, like before my birthday. Yeah. And now you're 40 and abless. <laughs> yeah, but I also think it would be easier to get back to that than it was last time. Because, you know, like I did abdominal work and also know like what it would take as far as eating habits and stuff. No, but you... Okay, I don't know anything about this, but that weight number is just i know unacceptable okay abs or no abs. <laughs> well it's probably not gonna happen again anyway so whatever <laughs> anyway that's the recap you're welcome now everyone knows i know that's what you tuned in for <laughs> <laughs> awesome thank you for giving us your ab update how sure does thing. it how is uh what is it three months of 40 mm -hmm. interesting i mean didn't expect to be in lockdown you know or whatever this is so uh it's just a weird time of in life for everybody but as far as me personally it's cool it's cool to like you know when you're when you have this date looming the big four zero or whatever people refer to it as it's like so much bigger in your mind than it is when it, you actually cross the line you know mm -hmm. which is like always the case and so i was kind of looking forward looking forward to that happening people, we can you know just stop looking at that deadline or whatever it's whatever it is and just just be so now there's no more like dates to, to look at until i guess 50 right i don't know i think it's up to you you decide whether you want well, i mean to. we're still gonna celebrate my birthday all the time like every every year but because <laughs> it's important okay but you don't have to over celebrate it no you don't have to be so close either to the microphone same conversation we were having for 100 episodes yeah so i put a lot of i put the uh, the birthday stuff on on my vlog so we did 
did cover that. Right. Unless we want to relive the moment because it was pretty great. <laughs> no. I don't know if anybody else wants to relive right, the fine. moment of your 40th birthday. Okay, Go anyone, watch the vlog. If anyone wants to talk about it, you can Lip. message me. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, you can write to us. Hello at Tell's Podcast. Yes. Your hair is much longer than it was uh, last time we recorded a podcast. How's long hair life? Is it? Is it what? No, baby. It was already growing. I don't think so. Yes, I went to South Africa in March, mm -hmm. so I was already growing my hair. Yes, it's lo a little bit longer, but mm. yeah. Okay. I think, <laughs> I think. Okay, so why aren't you working out now, though, um, during this, this time at home? Mm. Don't you think that the doctors and everybody says, you know, movement will improve your mood, mm -hmm. helps with building up your immune system I think and every time i've asked andrew to work out he's like nope he's like <laughs> andrew working out today nope <laughs> i think i'm uh fully embracing this uh forced, so, forced holiday so you can't work out on holiday not if you're fully embracing it like i am you know i don't know i guess it's different for different people i i need to work out in order to feel mm -hmm. like myself yeah and you don't? You uh, no, it definitely helps. But uh, this is uh, this is so much different from like the past like three and a half years of really steady travel, live poker sessions, and then editing videos. Mm. That uh, I'm just fully embracing the. Uh, just sitting on the couch. Yeah, you know, well, sitting at the desk <laughs> a lot of the time, but sitting on the couch and then laying in bed, <laughs> eating all the snacks. And it's lying. Can we just? Correct that. No. Why? It's not. I like laying. It's not laying. It's lying. I like laying though. Feels right to me. It sounds like you're a chicken. I'm laying in bed, laying all my eggs in bed. Are you Are you proud of all the snacks we have right now? Because I am. <laughs> <laughs> we went to three grocery stores yesterday or the day before. My parents have a, a fridge whenever we go home. Uh, it's always quite shocking to see just how much stuff is crammed in there and how much stuff you can't see in various sections of the fridge based on the stuff that is blocking the other stuff. <laughs> and uh, our, uh, our fridge is not quite at those levels, but a step in the right direction. Yeah, Andrew bought lemon basil. What is it? Lemon basil pasta from Trader Joe's. Pasta salad. It's not even that good. And you bought two of them. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's all right. I wouldn't say proud because it just highlights the fear a little bit. No? No. Yes. It highlights. We never buy that much. It highlights my love of snacks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is your love of snacks. We need to make clear that we're not stockpiling uh, an unreasonable number of any one thing so that there's less for everybody else. Sure. Aside from the pasta salad, we pretty much <laughs> only got one of each. Thing. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we're buying. We did not buy mountains of toilet paper because there wasn't any toilet paper to be had. We did, however, get a tushy, which Andrew is yet to install, which is a direct-to-consumer bidet company. How long do you think it'll sit on the floor for? I hope by the end of this weekend it will be installed. <laughs> All right. But there is definitely, for me, it just showed, even though I'm like, I'm not too scared there is some fear there because why do I need to buy so many snacks? Why do I need to buy? Like I usually go to the grocery store. Sure, we're not supposed to go out 
all the time, but we didn't need to buy. Well, for me, it's just an excuse to buy. Buy snacks. Every delicious thing I want. Why? Do you think you're going to die and then not be able to eat it again? Or no, do you just, think it will like go away and not? It's just fun to have all that stuff. Since you'll be at home, so you can yeah. just like snack, <laughs> snack away. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's nice to have food and I'm very grateful for the food that we have. Are you grateful for my desire to have all the snacks here? No. <laughs> that means I have to do two at-home workouts a day so that I don't put on like 50 pounds by the gotta... time they say, okay, you're well, allowed to go out anywhere you want to go now. Well, you don't have to eat them all like at once. Which I haven't, but still, right. it's more snacks than I was eating when you were traveling for three and a half years. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> What is that supposed to mean? I don't know. I just live on snacks when you're gone? Mm, maybe you just get like the one snack, but then you have it all. No. <laughs> now yes. we just spread our snacking out into all different flavor directions. <laughs> okay. I don't think anybody wants to hear about our snacks. But if you want to tell me what snacks you are having, I am in, I'm curious because I feel this... You know, I am trying new recipes. I might even buy a cookbook. Mm -hmm. I never thought I would buy a cookbook in my life, but here we are. Alison Roman of the New York Times. Delicious pastas. I'm not even a pasta person, but All right. There's a little I'm, tip. Feeling, I'm feeling the pasta life right There's now. There's a little tip for y'all. Yeah. What else do you want to talk about, Andrew Demi? What are you listening to? Nothing. What are you reading? News. So you, li you watch news, listen? Yeah, I'm trying to get my head around... Uh... Uh, investment news and advice but it's such like a unique phenomenon at the moment that it's hard for anyone to say like this is what's going to happen or this is what you might see happen or whatever yeah but the guy who wrote anti-fragile mm -hmm. Nassim Taleb mm -hmm. says this is not it's a white swan because everyone's trying to refer to it as a black swan and his theory is that with the globalization and how everybody was moving around this was bound to happen. Of course, we're trying to make it as a black swan so we don't go, oh, I should have been more prepared. Mm -hmm. And we meaning, you know, governments and hospitals and all that sort of thing. But Andrew says I'm negative, so I'm not going to talk about that. Not so much negative as cynical and jaded. What's the difference? Well, can we talk about this cynical and jaded comment? It came after I said, is it weird that one of my life goals is not to meet Oprah? Because a lot of people have this like <laughs> goal in life and would be so thrilled to meet Oprah. Mm -hmm. Like if I met Oprah, I'd be like, cool, mm -hmm. I met Oprah. But right. I don't like have a vision and I'm not working towards things that would result in my meeting of Oprah. And Andrew then proceeded to call me jaded and cynical <laughs> because I don't want to meet Oprah. So <laughs> what I got from that is that... Probably less cynical than jaded for this one, yes. But sure, go on. What I got from that was that, yes, you believe that I am wrong for not wanting to meet Oprah. <laughs> and it's not just Oprah. It's like 100% of celebrities as well. Yeah. Well, I think we... I, it wasn't exactly clear, like what the uh the the meeting of oprah would look like how long it would be 
and what you were allowed to discuss with her and etc. So like if you were allowed to have like a two hour conference with her, like about business ideas or about media or something like that, then she's, she should probably be pretty high on the list of things you want to do or some or people that you'd want to talk to. Yeah, but the but current if you reality for, is that nobody gets to meet Oprah for that amount yeah, of time. If you get to say hi to her for five minutes and just chat about BS, then yeah, you're probably not going to get too much out of it. Yeah, but what is it? I mean, do people want to meet celebrities because they're going to get out something out of it? Mm, they probably think they're going to get more out of it than they do, than they would. So why am I jaded and cynical for not wanting to meet celebrities? Well, it's not celebrities. It's one celebrity in particular that we're talking about. Doesn't matter. I, pick another one. I don't want to meet them either. <laughs> Who do you want to meet? Nobody. Nobody. Like if I, I feel like meetings are purposeful. Like they, Like if I'm supposed to meet somebody, I will meet them. But I'm not going to set my sights on meeting said person. I don't know. You met Antonio Sfandiari and you were pretty happy about that for a long time. Because not a long time, please. Let's be clear. At least a year. <sighs> My God. Okay, whatever. <laughs> if I was excited. Was I planning on meeting Antonio? Did I dream about meeting Antonio Sfandiari? Absolutely not. <laughs> it was a happy surprise. And he was so gracious. Mm -hmm. And I was like, lovely. I met Antonio Sfandiari at the club, by the way. Mm -hmm. It was, where was I? I oh, it, it was the opening of the Flamingo. Was it? Yes. Mm. Yes. Remember was when it? the Flamingo reopened? I thought it was like the M or something. No, it wasn't. It was the opening of the Flamingo. And then we went to the club. Okay. I forgot his name. I was like, oh my goodness, you're the magician. <laughs> and he was very gracious. I think he even did a magic trick. Right. With some playing cards. He had a deck of cards with him. Yeah. He's the magician, after all. He is the magician. <laughs> Must always be prepared. You guys be the judge of Boosie's jaded and cynicism. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know how jaded Boosie is. Let her know. She needs to know. <laughs> Put her in her place. Who? Which celebrity do you want to meet? Mm, Kira Knightley. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Kira Knightley's Andrew's celebrity crush. Uh-huh. One of Natalie Portman. Yep. I don't know how we're here together because his type looks like <laughs> super skinny and brunette, but Kira's blonde sometimes. But she's a brunette, I sure. think. How do you envision the, the meeting with Kira Knightley? Mm. Probably very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> probably wouldn't go that well. <laughs> <laughs> But you still want to meet her. I yeah, think sure. maybe I am more aware of my awkwardness. And then, and so I know that what people are projecting as what will happen <laughs> in their meeting with said celebrity is probably unlikely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll try anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, who else do you want to meet besides uh... a girl that you have a crush on? I don't know. I'll probably run into Casey Neistat at some point. It'd be cool to say hi. Maybe Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know what else I would have to say to like, you know, there's like film, like future film directors that I really admire, but I don't know what I would have to say to them other than love your stuff, you know, which they've been told a million times anyway. How do you think celebrities should respond in this case? 
How should can, they respond? Can they do anything to make these meetings less awkward? I think they should uh, ideally ask questions to the person who wanted to meet them and learn more about them and, you know, discover a little bit about them and have them open up. But what if you as a celebrity, which is often the case, but people do not accept this as potential, that you are just as awkward as the person trying to meet you. Mm-hmm. So for you to say they should ask questions, like that might not be in their nature. It's not that hard, though. You can have like a couple of like standard questions just to ask somebody. Yeah, but then it's not very, I don't know. To start, it's better than nothing, I think. Yeah, but if somebody does know Oprah and they're like friends and Oprah comes to their house, then I could be Oprah's friend. Then yes, I would want to pursue something like that. Not like a two-minute meeting. <laughs> Raise my blood pressure for... for. Then I can put it on Instagram. <laughs> Raise your blood pressure? Right. How would your mean? blood pressure not raise? Because you Oprah? get excited to see, you know, see somebody that you you think you know. Mm-hmm. And you don't know these people. She's probably much shorter in person, too. <laughs> I'd be like, you're much smaller than I thought. Mm-hmm. So. And she's going to be like, good to know. Right. Oh, we still haven't walked the strip. Are we going to go walk the, the strip? Yeah, that's allowed, right? I don't know. Pretty sure. People have been doing it. Yeah, I want to take the camera out there. I would like to take the drone, but I don't know. I don't want to bother anybody. There are no flights. No flights going. No flights flying flights? over. I mean, very. Few. Well, there's no. There's less helicopters and stuff, so that's true. What do you think of Vegas shattering? I'm uh, pretty concerned as to how this is going to affect the Vegas economy and how many people it's going to affect with, you know, such a trickle-down effect happening, the strip being completely closed and uh, so many people dependent on the one industry. Not even that, but like after things like slowly start opening up, are people going to want to jump on a plane and head to Vegas right away? Might take a long time. If you incentivize them enough. Sure, that's true. I mean, there there will definitely be some pent-up demand and gamblers are going to gamble, but... uh, I imagine the numbers might be pretty low for longer than, you know, a month or whatever. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty strange. But I don't know. I mean, maybe the, uh, I don't know if we're going to see like a correction in the housing market or something. And then are we going to, are we going to buy a house? What's the plan here? Move to California. Mm-hmm. That's another option. We might end up moving to California. I, I obviously, like everybody have my ideas and sure, pandemic wasn't the thing that I thought would be it, but. I mean, this has been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. And is anybody prepared for it? No, of course not. Yeah. Times were times were good, you know. I do miss Velveteen Rabbit, though. Velveteen Rabbit, Boosie's favorite cocktail bar in all the land. Uh, how long have we been talking? We don't know. Should we wrap it up? We don't have any listener questions, and we can't even ask for them. Why? Because you said we're not doing this ever again. Or are we? <laughs> well, I think... I said we're not starting season two. Okay. So, but so maybe, maybe the we occasional could, show. Maybe the occasional show because my voice is so soothing mm-hmm. and it will help you during uh, if anybody, coronavirus. If anybody is making homemade cocktails and has a recipe that they're very proud of, send it on over. Love to see it. Possibly make it. Uh, we've been... We have very limited... What? Cocktail... Stuff. I mean, we have some liquors, but we don't have all the mixings. Well, we things. can go out and get it. 
No, we cannot. You're supposed to stay home. Which part of that do you not understand? We'll figure it out. Let us know. But uh, we've been making the uh, espresso martinis at home lately. I think they're pretty good. I don't think they're quite at Nomad Las Vegas levels, but... Uh, no, Matt from Nomad, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> please send me an email and let me know exactly the proportions of the cocktail. Okay. Hello at tellspodcast.com. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, hit us up. Hit us up with your favorite beverages, preferably the alcohol variety. It doesn't have to be the alcohol variety. All right, your favorite mocktails, if need be. All right, anything else? No. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. I still need subs. Watch some of my videos. I still need ad revenue, <laughs> especially in times like this. Yeah. <laughs> good, good plug. Follow Busi on Instagram. B u s i s i w e b. I only make content on the weekend now. Okay, good. So now you know. Yeah, you you won't be uh, drowning in boosy content unless you want to be on the weekends. Okay, this is fun. All right. I think we're uh, I think we're a little rusty. Not gonna lie, but uh, fun anyway. You were the one who's being awkward. I'm just nice. trying to have a conversation. Nice to spend time with you in the closet anyway, just like old times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>